you're about to hear will inspire, innovate, give you insight, and take you on the wings of leadership. This is why we call it the I3L. Inspiration, innovation, insight, and leadership. Get ready to embark on the journey to greatness with Kayode Okuta. Hi, welcome to another episode of the I3L podcast. The I3L podcast is here to ensure that your leadership journey is beautiful and your experience wonderful. Every single week, we bring to you world-class content in order to reduce your learning curve and maximize your effectiveness in leadership. Last week, we brought to you Leading with Love. We spoke about the fact that those that actually lead in love are the ones that actually make great successes of their leading experiences. Because we know that as the pandemic comes to an end and the world enters into the post-pandemic season, there's something that really must come out. The fact that those that thrive must be distinguished from those that really do not thrive. So today, we're bringing a new content called Mindset That Thrives in Chaos and Disruption. Mindset That Thrives in Chaos and Disruption. The first thing I want to ask you is this. What do you think the following people have in common, Steve Jobs? Elon Musk, Bill Gates, with someone like Sheikh Makom bin Rashid Akhmakton, or Mahatma Gandhi, or Nelson Mandela, or even probably sporting goats like Michael Jordan or Tom Brandy. What do you think these guys have together in common? Maybe you say they are men, no, more than that. They have what we call mindset that thrives in chaos and disruption. These are the people who have become exceptionally world class in the things they have done because of the kind of mindset that they have. Now, whatsoever field and whichever field you are in, you must develop this mindset on your path towards success and greatness. The uncommon qualities and characteristics that these exceptional leaders have are the ones that drive this, they, that they drive them to anticipate, they drive them to, to adapt, to collaborate and navigate and excel in, in disruptive times. They make opportunities, or rather, they mine opportunities when everybody is trying to do nothing. So these are the kind of mindset that actually won. These are the people that have become world changers. They play a different kind of game. And if we want to understand the new leadership mandate, what are the things that would make people win in post-pandemic time? Now, during my coaching sessions, I tell people, I said, if you wait till the pandemic is over before you develop the mindset that would win, then you have actually lost the battle. You must have the mindset. You must have the mindset that actually mind opportunities in danger, that actually see what can be done and build advantages even when the whole world seems to be in disruption. To be an exceptional leader, it's no longer enough even to be creative or to be innovative. You must have this mindset that's suitable for disruptive growth, a plan to identify and seize opportunities when no one has the audacity or confidence to reach for them. Disruptors don't just blow things up. They create and build things that result in huge positive changes. The world after COVID is, is accelerating the trends of disruption fueled by technological changes and global competition. And we can't take solace in the stability of the past, neither the safety or security of past results. You remember BlackBerry, you remember HP, you remember Nokia, you remember Black, uh, Black Poster. Blockbuster were all well-managed organizations that did not thrive in these 
in, in a new season. So if you just want to be irrelevant, then you probably would not need to develop this mindset. But if you want to win, if you want to triumph, then this mindset is a must for you, for the things you lead, even for the organizations you lead. This mindset helps not just organizations, not businesses, not even not-for-profits alone. It also helps societies and countries because of the fact that if you look at someone like the um, Sheikh Bakud, there's something that happened with him. He decided that Dubai wasn't going to be an ordinary player post, uh, post, oil, um, post oil days. He decided that he was going to play a game, was going to determine how the world was going to matter in Dubai. They were not going to wait until the time that there was no more oil. They were not going to wait until the time that they could not, they were no more an oil nation. They had to make a choice even before the oil had dried up. What did he do? He decided to make Dubai like the Hong Kong of the Middle East. He played his card. Now, the challenge with many people is that they try to do catch-up or they wait for other people to start the process. And once they start the process, then they will not do catch-up. But if you remember the story of Microsoft and when Microsoft entered into the game of the smartphone long after Apple and Samsung had delineated the market and had chosen market positions, what happened? Microsoft could not break even. The game had already been fought and won. So if you are waiting to catch up, then you may have been waiting into going into irrelevance. So disruption is often associated with new players, but it's not necessarily so. But we must think about the fact that even in the field that you are in, even the organization that you're running, even the things that you're doing, you can become disruptive. You can ask, what can I do today? that would ensure that I will drive tomorrow because there's one thing that is common. If you're not disrupted, then you must disrupt. If you don't want to be disrupted, then you must disrupt. The choice means that you recognize the age-long adage that says that man is the captain of his own faith. You have to take your own faith in your own hands and carve out the future that you really want. Otherwise, you will not have a part in it. Neither would you thrive in it. So all these great people that we're talking about, the great Elon Musk, the um, Steve Jobs, the, the, uh, <laughs> the Bill Gates, and even the Michael Jordans, even Mataman Gandhis, the Nelson Mandela's, they have what I call the four Ds. And I studied them so well. And I realized that they have what I call the four Ds. These four Ds are the things that if I could put into you, if I could teach you, if I could transfer it into you, then you would also do the make the kind of results that they made. Now, what's this false D? This great have this mindset that thrives in chaos and in disruption. The truth about the pandemic as that taught us is the fact that if we don't have this thing, we would be irrelevant. Now, even Microsoft was a company that was founded during the oil uh, crisis. So we don't think that, we should not think or we should not give up thinking that, no, these are not the best times all most great organizations, Southwest Airlines, Microsoft, HP, Apple, they all were built during recessions, during times of economic uncertainty. So this probably may be the best time to build that great edifice, that great company that you want. May, may even be the best time to build the great business or the great country or the great society that you actually want. So what are the four Ds that I actually have realized among all these people? Number one, they have a dissatisfaction with the status quo. They have a dissatisfaction with the status quo. Now, many people know that what is going on is not good enough. But they do not have enough 
dissatisfaction with the status quo. So a lot of people are comfortable with discomfort, but not these people. They are not comfortable with discomfort. Not at all. Not. In order to thrive, these people understand that the status quo will not must not remain the same. Because if they do not change the status quo, now like people always say that if we do not change, then things will remain the same. No, things will never remain the same if you do not change. It's not even a case of not changing. It's a case of the fact that if you do not change, then you will have no role to play in the future. So Microsoft, they had to change because if they did not change, they would have become an irrelevant company. Even Apple had to change. If they did not change, they would have become an irrelevant company. So take the, take the Sheikh, for instance. The Sheikh decided that he was going to make Dubai a, tourist, a world tourism center, and he decided to do that. But do you know the amazing thing? Come, the, the cities like Liverpool, where the world tourism centers in time past, Manchester, where world tourism centers, London, where world tourism centers, but why day today? They are not the first class destination for people. You know why? Because things change, things change. And only people that have the mindset to build changes in times of chaos and disruption are going to win. So Dubai has become a place of a place of destination for for tourism, even for intellectual capital, and a place for the Middle East to find as, as an interconnect um, area. Now, we must understand that people are actually thinking, and they're really thinking because they're dissatisfied with where they are. If you love the status quo, then you probably will not be able to make a change or a challenge on the status quo, or if you're satisfied, or if you're okay with the status quo. And I say to people, it's okay not to be okay with the status quo. It's okay not to be okay with the status quo. Make a bet for something better. It was Elon Musk who sat down in the in in, uh, in traffic and decided to bring out the hyperbole. Why? Because he was dissatisfied with staying so long hours in traffic. The same guy was the one who started PayPal because he felt that bankers were rich but dumb people. He felt, in his own opinion, that bankers had all the biggest buildings and cities, and he felt that was not the right thing to do. So he started PayPal, and PayPal became. Success and he sold it off and decided to go into other things. So they are always dissatisfied with the status quo. Uh, Mataman Gandhi was dissatisfied with the status quo. Nelson Mandela was dissatisfied with the status quo. I mean, people give them options. You can give it up. It's not that bad. You don't need to fight up with your life. But they were dissatisfied with the status quo. They chose not to give in to the status quo. And with that, they build the mindset that drives in chaos and in disruption. The second thing I found out with all of them was the fact that they had developed greed. When Angela Duckworth defined greed as passion and sustained persistence, applied towards long-term achievement with a particular concern, with no particular concern for rewards or recognition along the way. She said, greed combines resilience, ambition, and self-control in the pursuit of goals that may take months, that may take years, and even decades. And she was talking about this man. She was talking about this man. This man where willing to do it for the long haul. They were not just in it for the short term. And they decided that they were going to do it. Have they ever made mistakes? Yes. Do you know how many rockets that Elon Musk has blown and yet he still was able to send he sent the spacecraft to, to the International Space Center. He's looking at doing one to move by 2025. These are men who have developed greed. Who don't give up because of challenges. They understand that even obstacles are part of the problem. Obstacles are a part to the solution. So when they see obstacles, they don't, they don't just pull their hands and say, look, you know what? 
we're giving up. No, these people don't give up to obstacles. They know that in every obstacle is an opportunity. In every obstacle, it's a way out. It's a way forward. And they choose to go through those obstacles. These are men like Steve Jobs who also decided. And Steve Jobs was 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 sacked from Apple. He was sacked from Apple. A company he founded, but he came back. And he came back real big. He came back real big. And because he came back real big, we know that Apple became a more than a trillion dollar organization. So when you see these guys, they have developed great. The second thing they all have is great. They may have failed in different places, but they chose how to build, not on their past failures, but on fundamentals that actually work. These are men that develop great. So if you want to Build a mindset that really thrives in post-pandemic time. You must develop your grid. Until Dockard has a beautiful model of grid development, I don't think it needs to be improved upon. Just, just, just follow the model the way it is, and you will develop grid. The third model, the third thing I saw about them was that they had a disproportionate risk reward. They were not the most innovative people. They were not the ones who were most creative or disciplined. But they could look at objects and look at where they could get disproportionate risk and reward. And they played in that. If you look at someone like Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs brought on the iPod, but the iPod was just an MP3 player that was done in a different way. And the amazing thing about it that really blows my mind every single day that Steve Jobs did not found wasn't the founder of the MP3 player. The MP3 player was founded in Germany, but he was the one that saw the possibilities. He was the one that had the discipline to build in large scale. He was the one that was able to blend discipline and creativity. And with it, he gave us the iPod and, and was able to disrupt three industries in one one in one in one strip. So these are how great people think. They're asking themselves, how can we have disproportionate rewards when we play this game, when we make our contributions? How can we have disproportionate rewards when we play our contributions? They're not looking for the small pie. They're really going for the big, big pie. And like Donald Trump says all the time, say, if you must think, then think big. Inside. They think in astronomical ways. And they think in, in fact, someone said they think in exponential times. They think in exponential times. Some of the billion problems through a platform. That's the way they're thinking. So if you want to have this kind of mindset, then you must have what they call disproportionate risk returns. Now, the fourth, the fourth D, which I look at, is the fact that they have a different perspective, a different thinking. They're always thinking in a different way. Now, it was General George Parton who said something. If all of us are thinking alike, there's someone is not thinking. If all of us are thinking alike, there's somebody is not thinking. So they always imagine that if all of us are going the same direction, if all of us are facing the same place, then all of us are not doing the right thing. So they decide that, you know what, we're not going to go what every other person is thinking. We're going to change our thinking and we can change the destination we're going by thinking differently. Even Apple had their slogan, say, think different, think different. And I remember that if they think different, they will do things differently. So they do not see barriers. They see, they see, they see, they, they, they see stepping stones towards greatness, and that's how they always think. They don't they don't see problems as something that cannot be solved, but just looking at it as you know what, it's an opportunity to, to do mighty, mighty, mighty job. These are the kind of thinking that actually wins in the post-pandemic times and would actually win for you. So if you want to win, it's important that you look at these four these four Ds, the fundamentals of building 
mindset that actually will drive dissatisfaction, development of greed, disproportionate risk thinking, and different perspective, different thinking. And when you begin to do this in any field that you are in, then you will see that you, you are developing the mindset that can drive in the post-pandemic time. You can develop the mindset that can drive in the post-pandemic time. Remember, we may not be able to predict the future, but we can create it and we can play a role in creating it. And if you do not play a role in creating it, then you may actually give up and actually say, I want to be relevant in the future. But I don't think anybody who listens to I3 podcast wants to be relevant. You could have a role to play and you could have a role to choose what kind of part or contributions do you want to make in this time so it's always a great pleasure to come to you every single time when we come to the i3 podcast i can always listen to us in different ways and we would i like what we say that if you like us then you could you could like us on all the platforms that you are using to read uh, to listen to the podcast your google apple podcast your your android podcast anyway they are listening to us just just give us a rating and share with your friends and people that look these are the mindset that will win and better create a community of people that can also win so let them listen together and you ask yourself why are you develop yourself in these times and like we always say that if you want us to come to organization you can also do the same thing so see you same time next week god bless